we like had this tradition of like the other fights to like go get McDonald's like after the fight. And I almost all the time it's like works out pretty well. And we're like, Oh sick. I like love McDonald's. That's about all I need this time. I like ate McDonald's. I was like, Dude, I'm getting old because I fucking feel like shit. Now. <laughs> I was like, dude, I cannot eat this. This is terrible. Okay, okay, let's start with this. What's the order at McDonald's? Because this may inform how I tell you what happens. Oh yeah, the the, the order process for this is, I'm asking for it. So I get a McDouble, McChicken, um, French medium fries, and it was uh, ten piece chicken nuggets with it. And uh, so, do you know what that makes? What does that make? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a sandwich called the McGangbang. <laughs> Where did you discover the McGangbang from, sir? So uh, honestly, <laughs> I grew up in Philadelphia, and like you could like go to like the th you could go like late at night, and you'd be like, "Hey, give me the McGangbang," and they will make the sandwich for you. <laughs> Hey, what is up, everybody? It is your friendly neighborhood BJJ podcast for Rapid Sparks. I'm coming to you with another great installment of the Grappling Hour. This is live, I think. I'm going to look into that. This could, like, it's telling me it's to the people. So it is my hope. New, no, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, I'll double chuckle. We, thank you. Uh, of course, I'm going to, oh, hold on, let me do a different camera angle right here. That, of course, is our guest, but let me introduce him properly, like a real host should. Uh, perfect. All right. So you may understand this. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called a fight companion. Yes, we are watching our friend Fernando Padilla is fighting. So we're a few seconds behind. So we're going to take a mulligan on this fight. But coming up shortly, we're actually going to go uh, more into real time. Now, when I was thinking, who do I want to do this with? Are we going to do one for Mexican Independence Day? The answer is obviously yes. I'm going to do one because Brown but the second thing I was thinking of was, hey, when do I get to see friend of the show, Bobby Winther, after he just won his pro debut over at Cage Warriors? And you know what he said? How's next Saturday? And I said, bro, all I got is time and opportunity, and I am happy to welcome him back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. One, Bobby Winther. How are you doing, sir? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for coming. Uh, these are always a blast to do. I wanted to bring you on because we have some homies who are fighting, the first of which is Fernando Padilla. So I definitely wanted to give him a shout out. I am going to apologize to him later that we were not exactly live for him. But if there's anybody who understands that, it is him. So I, I think he will get over it. But I will tell you this. All right, I'm going to look one more time to make sure. I'm not messing up on anything. Did you see it anywhere pop up? Not popping up. It's not popping up on the thing. I may have to redo this, but if that's the case, no, no problem. We can make it work. I think that recently, mm -hmm, I think that it did that for a playlist. I see that now. Okay. But I'm going to double check that. Add destination, close. These should all be going out live. So as we're figuring that out, we are just going to do this one as if it is live. My man brought me a cable which is weird because you look at all this technology that I have and you think, Raph, don't you carry one of these? And the answer was, yes, I do. But he knows where to find this rather than going through my uh, <laughs> mounds and mounds of equipment. I have to say, what are your first thoughts on the setup here, sir? Dude, it's sick. I mean, I've never, I've never been a part of something like this. So it's, it's really cool to kind of see how professional it is right <laughs> now, man. Be careful on that one. Dude, man. I think so, man. It's it it awesome. looks professional, but you've already done an interview with me, so I think you understand. That's not exactly the MO of what we do on this show. Well, I think so, man. Yeah, I thought it was so. Um, but dude, it's super sick. And you just kind of feel like you feel important when, well, you're, on, when you're on it and like with the whole You stuff. are important. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. My man got a knockout win, which by the way, we'll do a breakdown if you are a uh, premium subscriber, we're going to film one today uh, because it was awesome. So I, before I go into this fight for Fernando, I do want to ask you this. 
what did it feel like to get that win? Because for you, pro debut, you've already had matches. You've been competing like a monster in the jiu-jitsu scene. What did it feel like to actually get that win? Dude, it was it was awesome, man. I think, and even after the win, you can kind of see it like all on my face and in my reaction. It was just, I felt like it was nine months since the last fight I had defending the California state title. I was supposed to go pro in June, uh, cut to 55, then the fight fell out. And it was just like, oh, damn, that's a lot, a lot of training. Keep going on. And then finally, hey, everything like stayed the course he he stayed in the fight and we got to the fight and then to finish it on the feet my like i'm a grappler by nature so to to get a knockout on the feet i mean for the pro debut on a show like cage wars i i couldn't have been even you you looked so happy getting that finish i saw that look on your face and we were talking off air and i told you that i was doing another interview while watching your fight so there was a little bit of me like going like all right let's uh hey tell me about that one match you had is he winning and the worst part is because you know having done an interview with me you see me the whole time yeah you don't see what it looks like on this you don't see the split frame no not so not. you just get a whole bunch of me and every once in a while i'm fixing an issue like i think my camera went out when we were doing it yeah, and so it goes out, and you're just talking like, "Is this still happening?" Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm, I think you can still see me, right? <laughs> and you're just, you just forged ahead, and I go, "God bless this guy is still, he's going to be a fucking monster." Thank you that he is doing it because I came back pretending like nothing's wrong, so I don't have to edit it. And I go, "Intriguing, what a what a response." I'd like to ask another question. It has nothing to do with what you just <laughs> talked about. So the power of editing, it does compel you. All right, I'm going to make another look on here to make sure that this did go well. But I will tell you this. you can't. So you're equipped. You, uh, you did bring a fanny pack here. As always. So you're Forever. always a fanny pack guy? Always a fanny pack guy. How long have you always been a fanny pack guy? When did I? I think I started being a fanny pack guy about three, three and a half years ago. Just, just before I started, like really getting into the competition scene. Okay. What um, was, what was the changing dynamic here? I was always wearing shorts without pockets, and I was like tucking my phone and my wallet and my waistband. I was like, dude, this fucking sucks. If only they had a pocket that you could just take on and off whenever you want. Boom, fanny pack. And then just a bunch of my friends eventually just started doing fanny packs. And uh, I kind of got cool again, I think. Or not cool, but like, you know, everyone accepted it. And then now all of a sudden everyone's kind of back on the fanny pack game. Listen, dude, that's the whole thing is I'm not on the fanny pack game because too many people are on it. So (laughs) I I have purposely tried to like stay out of it. And there are too many people in jiu-jitsu who are on that train that I go, ah, shit, am I just, am I going to get in on this? Like, what am I doing? And I'm like, I don't want to ride this trend. I just, I want to be a little bit different. So that's kind of my hope when I do these things. Uh, but I, I props pre- to you. I can appreciate that. And you know, I think maybe it'll come back to full circle where I'll be like, maybe I'll just start wearing pants with pockets. <laughs> <laughs> that, I love that it all could have been avoided if you had just been like, I mean, pants with pockets. And they're like, yeah, you could do that. And you go, ah, I'll just get something completely out of the way. Well, if you wear like light shorts and you put heavy stuff in your pockets, it's always like <laughs> feeling like my pants are coming down. And I'm like, dude, I, I wear my pants like how they're supposed to be worn. And how is that, Bobby? Not, not below my ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I have to ask this too because uh, having just trained with you, uh, I understand you have uh, fairly, fairly powerful thighs. So I've learned that when you hit a triangle, I'm like, oh, the try to escape this is futile. Like my man's strong already. You're already built like a brick. And that may contribute to you being like, hey man, listen, this drops. I'm not, I'm not trying to be unclassy when I'm walking around. <laughs> yeah. I will just get this fanny pack and do that. So when you're saying that most people, when they have those down, I think it's so that it kind of counterbalances the weight. Yeah, you think so? I think sometimes they have it long because, again, there was an era where you were supposed to have your knee, your uh, pants, or your shorts hit where your knees were. Yeah. And almost like, like basketball. And then it was like the dad thing if they were above the knees. Yep. But then it became cool. Now everybody the and their mom does it the opposite way. And most people in our sport are like, oh, are you guys are you guys getting to look at these games? Yeah, like, oh, you guys got to show off the merchandise is what's happening there. Absolutely. If you got the thoughts, you got to show them off. <laughs> I just wondered how much of that is uh, when you kind of see uh, bros who have the sleeveless shirt 
and just go like, oh, did, did you guys notice these gains? Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. I, I didn't think that you would. Oh. You know, it's funny. Uh, I like never really wore like tank tops all that much. Mm. And then um, I had gotten like a Lululemon tank top and it was like pretty comfortable. I was like, all right, I'm going to start rocking these. And then I had gotten a tattoo around the same time. And it's I get noticeably more people that comment on my tattoo when I wear like wear sleeves versus where I don't wear sleeves versus that. And I was like, damn, this is kind of weird sometimes. So I, was, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I like like at sometimes I'm like, all right, if I'm wearing this for like comfort, I got to be prepared to like talk to people about this tattoo for a second. And then at times I'm like, I don't. It's, you don't want to talk about it. Like, you're over it. Same, you're at the same time you're like. Fuck. Oh, it's a video game, you know, like I play it, but like I mean honestly, dude, when you told us on the show, I was like, Oh, that's very nice of you to take the time. I don't know how many people are asking it. But I always assume I'm like, if you sat in a chair for a certain amount of time to get it, it means you're probably willing to talk about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I like talking about it, but then there's there'll be like sometimes like you're at the grocery store yeah. and like some random person asks you and you're like Dude, I don't really want to have it. Want, want We're not thing. here, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that with you. <laughs> okay, so I think I've ascertained the fact that I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop it. this in a minute, but I'm going to get through a couple questions and I'll throw this on my uh, my show stuff uh, on the paywall sort okay. of stuff, so that way people can see this. So why don't we go ahead and clean out just questions about uh, how your performance was at the actual fight? What was the hardest thing about getting ready for this fight for you? Um, I think the hardest thing getting ready was just like, I think just like, just kind of like, Hey, is this, this fight's going to happen? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just feel like I've had a lot of fights fall through and like, just, I'm always ready to fight, but like, there's, it's just happened so many times where like, I was thinking of all the reasons and like every day of like, all right, they're going to pull out because he's got this wrong with him, this wrong with him. Oh, they got, a, they somehow got in a car accident this time. Oh, shit. It's like, and did that like, really happen? Somebody got into a car accident? No. But oh, like, oh, I was like, like oh, bro. I was like, you can't sit here and complain and be like, are these people getting into car accidents? Well, exactly. It's like none of the things people like had pulled out for are like bad thing. I mean, and it's just like, right. You never know though. But like, you never know. Like you could just be like, yeah, I'm injured. Like, not gonna do it. You're not checking up on them. Yeah. But like, also, I'm, I'm not gonna be the person to call them out. Like, no, you're not injured, or no, you're not this, or prove it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you look like you're a bad guy if you start doing that shit. So it's like I don't want to. I don't want to dip my toes in there. Hey, thanks for taking a fight. Thanks for letting me know. I appreciate it. Uh, it sucks still, no matter how you tell me. Okay, so if that's the case, I always like to get a, a sense of what was your worst day of camp. Like, do you have one day that you remember that you were like, dude, this fucking sucks? Dude, actually, yeah. So I had gotten COVID at the beginning, like the first week. So I guess like a month out from the fight. Okay. I had gotten COVID and I was down hard for like mm. five days. And like, it was like, I remember I had gotten COVID when COVID was a thing and didn't fucking do anything. Dude, this thing knocked me down. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, whoa, I was on the couch for like three or four days. And then I was like, Two or three days, we're like, all right, I think it's gone. <laughs> but yeah, so like that was really hard. And then coming back after that was like really felt my lungs like, like definitely just like attacked with an illness. And I was like, oh shit. So just kind of like getting back into that. I knew I had enough time to kind of get back and get the lungs back. I was always pretty good with the technique. Um, so I was just, just working different parts of the game. Like, all right, uh, if I do end up on my back, like, I can't hold this person. How how do I want to like expend the energy in case I have to have to uh, pace it out like that? So we went through a bunch of different contingencies, which actually some played out in the fight. So hmm. it was kind of good that we did that. Very interesting. I like the I had a similar experience with COVID where the first okay, oddly these were two terrible times. Don't recommend it, by the way. <laughs> the first was during an ADCC fight companion that we were going to do. I noticed that I wasn't feeling well. And normally we do one of these, I'm watching it live, and I could hear my voice going. And because I did speech and debate for so long, I knew how to get past that. I was like, yeah. we're just going to speak a little lower, and we're just going to really pick and choose our times. And it really sucks for comedy, because you're like, mm, I see that Joseph Chen is passing like a whore in France. Oh, fuck, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, like you can't finish these jokes. And uh, man, it just, it sucked. 
the next time I got COVID was during the actual ADCC when I was doing another fight companion. Oh God. And it just, I remember the first one was like, eh, I just shouldn't be on air. Yeah. The second one was like, I need to make sure I told everybody what happened. Yeah. I need to make sure everybody's safe. And then everybody's like, we're fine. And I go, cool. Cause I'm not, Oh my God, this sucks. <laughs> and nothing feels worse than when you come back and you wonder what are the long-term effects? Am, am I one of those long COVID people? But you do notice you're not the same oh, yes. like in the gas tank. Mm -hmm. And then you start thinking like, oh no, did COVID take away my jujitsu? Fuck you, COVID. Yeah, I need this shit. Yeah. And you're like, especially like my, it, like my style is predominantly, like it requires a lot of like cardio. You need to be able to keep a pace pretty fast and hard for a, a long amount of time. So it's like, okay, uh, I hope that this doesn't fuck me. So like, I, like we got to, we got to practice as if that, that we might not have that as well. Like, or we may get gas and luckily didn't, didn't get gas. We definitely got tired in the fight. Yeah. Uh, I think more, and I'm used to competing at like a higher pace, especially with the homies I train with. So it, that's always good. Um, but like, can affirm, can affirm <laughs> waiting for the time to say that we had a, just an open role where there was no clock versus one later where we put on a clock. This man was two different people. I felt like the the one where we had an open clock was you rolling with kids. Where I was like, oh, this is the nice version. Okay, great. We're doing stuff. As soon as we put on time, it felt like this man was getting ready for trials. And I was like, yo, I think he's trying to knock me out in the first round. Like, I don't know what I did to him. I don't know what I said. Uh, granted, I did tell him he couldn't get one submission. And then he zeroes in. And he's like, that's the one I'm going to get. I do want to say this, though. There was one submission I told him that I was going to go for. And then he said, oh, I'm, that's all I'm going to go for. Not true. It's true. I didn't go for it once. I no, didn't, I didn't have what, a good What setup. were you going to try? It was going to be the Boston Crab. Was there any moment where you were going to try and hit it? There was, after you tried to do it to me, I was like, fuck, I got to try to do it to you. <laughs> I was like, this is, I was like, that was too close. So I, I was like, the, the worst <laughs> part was, and here's how you know, like I didn't have a lot of wins from today, but like, I felt like the fact that I was setting it up and he had a moment of actual panic of, is he going to fucking do this? Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck this. No. And he, he got out of it to his credit, but like for a split second was not looking good for him. And I think the weird part to me is when those moments happen and he looks at you like, this motherfucker might do it. <laughs> he told me he was going to do it. And I go, well, at least I was honest about that, dude. dude hey, at least you shot the shot. I, I, can always, I can always appreciate people that shoot their shot. It's awesome. But the, th the reason why it's funny to me, w the move was a Boston Crab. And I said that I was going to go for it. I did have an entry. It didn't happen. But then you start thinking like, oh, he's going to remember pretty soon that he needed to do that to me. And I saw him trying to set it up at one point. <laughs> and I go, oh, he doesn't understand. He can get me with a thousand different moves. He's not getting me with this. Like <laughs> under zero circumstances, will I get caught with this move? I feel you 100% of like, you're like, you can do any move you want, but that one. Like, and I'm, I'm legitimately happen. thinking like, dude, I know my fate now. I know you're going to catch a whole bunch of these moves. I'm okay with that. Like, that's fine. You catching this one move, unacceptable. <laughs> it's just like, you know, and the worst part is, is because I have grown up a pro wrestling fan, I know the way to get out of most of these moves. So I'm like, even if he's close, I think I've gotten out. Yeah, I, like, I, I think, think I know like, how to do it. And I'm like, just so not well-versed in what pro wrestling. I'm yeah. like, fuck, this is... I. When you showed me some of the stuff, I was like, I honestly need to learn some of this shit. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> well, that was originally how a certain companion of yours that was potentially going to come didn't make it out today. Just not, not saying names. But uh, when this gentleman uh, with uh, a championship belt from a certain prestigious organization for combat jiu-jitsu, I won't say which one. <laughs> Anyway, uh, when that gentleman was uh, told that, I was like, yo, I actually hit some of those moves. And he goes, I want to finish a fight like that. And I go, oh, I'll show you. Like, I'll show you how I do it. And then you go do it too. And he's like, I really want to fucking do that. I go, yeah, when you come up and train and you come and visit, I'll show you. So I've shown it to you. Yeah. You can affirm to him. And then you can tell him like, yo, Raph's not a fighter. <laughs> so if he were a fighter... Or he were you, 
it's a possibility. We can make it happen, I think. Honestly, and you know, like we want to make grappling interesting again to just start doing pro wrestling moves in grappling. Dude, but we got the merger with the WWE. Absolutely. You got to be ready for it, bro. We got to start we got to start going in right there. The worst part is and uh, I only showed him like two or three moves, but I realized at the end of it, I was like, there's a couple moves from side control that I feel like if I did teach you, game over for a lot of my game. Like, <laughs> really bad news for me. Uh, so I'm glad that you were entertained by that, but we will we will make something like that happen. Oh, yes, I'm in. Let me say this. We're going to get a little more information over here uh, about his fight. But before we do, uh, this is an interbrew trademark i think i hope we have it i'll have to look at the trademark patent organization uh but we bring out our patented glasses these are grappling our glasses now normally when we do this segment uh we drink some beers so we have a selection today uh today's first selection let me see if there's a better camera angle here no that's washed out no it's washed out too all right here's the one this one is valley girl blonde ale it is 5.6 ABV, 16 ounces, and it is from Valley Brewery. Surprise. AKA 818 Brewing out here in Canoga Park. So I thought we would start by doing this, sir. Uh, we do have a few rules. First and foremost, we always give toasts to those who get finishes within regulation. Oh, yeah. So when we're watching to the uh, tonight's fight companion sort of stuff, we will be doing toast and we usually do them to that camera or for you, that camera. That is sick. I like that. But you do realize there is somebody here at this table who got a finish. You're so truly. here's what I'm going to say to you, sir. This toast goes on out to you. Cheers to you for getting a sick finish. Your first knockout finish in MMA. Many more to come, I'm pretty sure. But I will tell you this. If you roll with this man, it's dangerous. Don't sign up for it. <laughs> run away, run far, and... <laughs> For the love of God, this dude is trying to tell you what he's wearing shorts. Fucking powerful fucking thighs. You're going to get triangled. There's nothing you can do. I tried. I'm usually not triangleable, but today I got triangled a couple times. But I want to say congratulations. Nobody deserved it more, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right. How do you feel about the Valley Girl Blonde Ale? It tastes really good. Okay. I okay. like that. Yeah. I wanted to start off easy. I like that. Normally, uh, whenever we go to a bar, I usually go to the bartender and I say, give me four. Just samples. So these are, you know, we're splitting the beer. That way we do the samples. We're being responsible here, people. Mm -hmm. I think. I don't know. I can't say that. Uh, we're going to do a fight breakdown. So we're not going to talk too much about the actual mechanics of the fight. But I did want to get your take on what was maybe the most valuable thing that you did during camp? Like, what do you feel really paid off the most? Cause I know you said that part of it was uh, some of the precautions you took training post COVID, but you also were talking about it in my opinion, in more of a grappling sense. That means there was also a striking coach or striking emphasis that really made a difference. Yeah, absolutely. My, my coach, uh, Vince Salvador, um, and we can tag him at the end would be awesome. Uh, but he's been, uh, he's been always tying my striking into my grappling. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we were, we kind of came in with a pretty good game plan on like the striking, like to, to not have to rush the takedown if we didn't have to. Um, and I'll can kind of go into what the game plan kind of was getting into this fight. But, um, we, I felt a lot better with the striking. I was striking in uh, multiple stance, like both stances. So I was, I tend to switch in and out of stances a lot, and he's been really refining uh, me being able to see like the lines uh, in in which like good strikers can like operate in. And if you're a good striker and you can tie it into your grappling, it just kind of makes that whole MMA game work really well. So I I think we spent a lot of time figuring out those entry points into our takedowns, so that way we could like really just like make sure we're safe. We're not taking any unnecessary hits. And we can just get to the game that we need to. We don't. We don't need to rush to it, but we know like when the entry points are there, we can just send it rather than like have to feel it out for like two rounds. I want to point this out because having uh, gotten to experience it right up front with the way that you roll, I was very glad slaps or or punching was not allowed because I found myself in turtle in a number of different positions where normally my transitions are. 
better, but I was also very weary of your back control. And when that happens, it kind of makes you, it forces you to make one bad decision. You're not sure which bad decision. So all I could think about was, man, I'm so glad he can't strike me from here because so many of those elements were dangerous. Just the way that you were implementing your jujitsu game. I can only assume in the MMA sense, it's like, oh, it's worse. Oh God, no, don't hit me, dude. Because yeah. uh, as it was, I, I saw where the entries could have been. And there were at least two times during Mount where I was like, I hope he remembers not to hit me. Because <laughs> at this point, this is, this is going to be very dangerous and bad for me. If this dude just starts wailing on me, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, dude. Not only do I have to go like spamming heel hooks, but I got to like legitimately run away at this point. <laughs> Dude, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, and you know, just spending a lot of time like grappling like that and mm. trying to like always in MMA, it's cool because you have more weapons at your disposal. Like I, I have those elbows, I have those short strikes, I have knees to the body if I need to. Um, but also, kind of, I try to take that same concept to how I roll. Mm-hmm. To we try to take that into the striking realm. So like before we even get our hands on, just to like. Hey, how do we how do we cut the cage off to make them make bad decisions? Mm. Oh, I, oh, you're gonna pay with the right hand here. Oh, you're gonna pay with the left. You're gonna pay with this hook. Or hey, I'm just gonna stalk you until you make the mistake. Oh, you came forward, take down. Easy. Yep. So it's like try to like get your opponent to always kind of do the things you want them to do, and just have like a set of options with it rather than trying to like I'm only gonna fucking try to land this yep. overhand right, or hey, I'm only gonna try to like fucking take this arm bar or at all times. And you're like, damn, well, as you can see, we saw that one chick with the fucking arm <laughs> We bar. were watching uh, on the prelims over here for today's event. There was uh, a previous fight and it was, we were nervous. And you know what's weird? I feel like we're desensitized to so much as grapplers and especially as fighters yeah. that we just kind of go, ah, eh, you're fine. Yeah, you should tap. Your arm's not great. This was one that I was I was starting to clinch up and like uh, I don't like this. Yeah, and I thought like, oh, Raph, you're probably looking like a bale pussy right in front of this fighter. I'm, I'm like and meanwhile, my man's over here being like, "Please tap!" Like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> it should I'm be for you. <laughs> and then afterwards, I like just confided you, and I was like, "I don't feel good after that." <laughs> and you go, "Bro, my arm hurts yeah. looking at how extended that arm was." So, a lot of similar uh, feeling there. Okay. So many questions, a few that I want to direct here. Now that I see you up close and in person, and I'm not interviewing you when you're in a car, we talked about your previous tattoo the last time. I want to see Ghost real quick. Absolutely. Okay. I'm glad you were wearing a long sleeve because I had prepared mentally, if it was a short sleeve, that I was going to see this dude staring at me when I was rolling. And I thought that's going to be the most intimidating thing ever. So I'm glad when you had like the long sleeve on, I was like, thank God, man, because... (laughs) I was just feeling, I was like, if that thing looks at me, I'm probably going to be like, this is very scary. Maybe I should go uh, no shirt then for the trials. Then. <laughs> uh, legitimately, there is a science that shows sometimes shirtless does win. And uh, I think it depends on the person though. So I think you get it. It's not a perfect science, but during our fight companions, we call it ADCC style. So we're like, oh, this guy's going ADCC. No shirt. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, he advanced. And he was very slippery out of some of those yeah, uh, heel hooks. sense, huh? <laughs> and like, we do it because I just go, oh, uh, we used to have uh, my co-host. He came on as a fashion correspondent. So when we do them, we're always looking for like bits and funny things to do. Yeah. And I thought, what would be funnier than having somebody show up on our show like they were a fashion correspondent for all the latest fashion in Nogi? <laughs> And so he would come on and he would get super dumb dressed up and he'd be like, oh, this year over what JT Torres is wearing to Tommy seen it, you know, <laughs> like absolute nonsense on so many of our friends. And we always do that. And I won't be surprised if he makes another appearance for our, our upcoming trial show. <laughs> Dude, I like that. That's fucking funny. As but shit. here's the nice part, because if we see you do it and you're there, we'll probably put these clips together and be like, well, he wasn't going to do it until we peer pressured him. Yeah. <laughs> and now all of a sudden he's like, I don't know. I got this extra. Have you guys, have you guys met ghost? I just, Oh God. Like, I just, we just decided to come out. <laughs> so I thought about that, but I've been staring right now at these, the knuckles. You show me, you got the knuckles, but now I'm seeing them up close. These look like the symbols you're supposed to put to make a strong password. 
<laughs> so now when I see them up close, I have to ask, I could understand one of them, but what are they combinations of and, and do they have any meaning or did you just start assembling them one by one? Well, so I did just like, I kind of just started assembling them. Like I had this one first. Um, this is just a compass rose. Okay. Uh, just without like all like the North Star, and nor the North and all. And then I got these four after. My sister has this one. So I was I was like, all right, I'll just get this one with her. I got a heart for my wife. And then I got a triangle for jujitsu. You fucker. Okay. <laughs> See, look, just don't pretend like I'm making this shit up. My man literally got a triangle on his pinky just to remind people like, that he has the proper etiquette. So this dude needs to <laughs> literally start putting pinkies out when he's pinkies like, <laughs> out when I'm doing the triangles now. <laughs> Yo, I got to start doing that. Bro, you have the insignia. I don't know why you wouldn't. <laughs> Damn, that's a dude. Don't do it to me though, because it would be really, really depressing. It was already bad enough when I go, I don't think I'm going to get triangled again. I think I'm safe. And then my man's going for like, all like literally all of the triangle setups <laughs> and i was like i think i know four of these okay great yeah i was like damn but you defended all of them bro they were sick not all of them but a, a number of them it I could have been a much worse day the spread in which i threw out versus what i landed it's an impressive defensive spread yeah okay i mean again he was being very nice <laughs> like if this dude and i saw each other uh against the mat because that happens sometimes friends go against each other That's you know what now that i'm thinking about it, you're my fucking weight class Oh, shit, bro. Oh, fuck off, dude. Are you doing West Coast Trials? No, nah, I don't think so. No. Hopefully, I'm not. Hopefully, I win the East Coast There trials, we go. See, that's the right attitude. I can't tell you how many athletes come in with the, well, I got tri trials in there and trials there because, you know, man, I'm probably not going to win. And I go, bro, it all starts up going here. in like Yeah, that, I'm like, but I think they do it so that they know statistically it's difficult. And I think that part I could understand from a logistics standpoint. Yeah, like I got to plan out to like, hey, if this one doesn't work, awesome. But like, it is about, I think like those, those like small, like, I guess self-affirmation things like, yeah, I, yeah, I am going to win. Hey, odds are you're not going to win. Here's Absolutely. why it upsets me. You're not in my age bracket, so I'm good here. But you know what happens real quick as you get old, older? They start collapsing age brackets. So I don't think I'm seeing you at an ADCC. I think I'm seeing you if we both do an IBJJF. They're like, Raph, nobody signed up in your division. Um, but your friend Bobby's in this one. I'm going to go, no, <laughs> no. Have you seen his tattoo? It's a ghost. It's terrifying. So uh, I've, I've learned to do this. But yeah, so when you're, you're doing it, which group do you go in on the ADCC? Which weight class is it? Noon 77 kilo. So okay. I did, uh, so that's about what I fight at for, uh, uh, for, for MMA. Um, and it was going to be same day weigh-ins and then they just fucking made them the day before, which makes it way easier to get into that weight class for me. Uh, so I was, that's why this works out really well for us. So we can actually like have drink a beer, have some, pizza. well, you were telling me you were like, okay, I was going to save this for later in the, the day or the interview, but we will cut this at some point. Um, my man over here, I sent a note because we had talked about doing something like this, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I famously like to put it out there for people and say like, hey, when you're ready, if you want, do this. It's all good. But I also understand after you fight, the first thing you don't want to do is do an interview in person and drive up for two and a half hours. But he's like, yeah, we'll make it happen. I was like, great. Leave him alone. Let him go live his life. Monday, two days later, my man comes and says, how about this weekend? And I thought to myself... He just fought. A week after he fought, he's making the time for me. I'm going to make the time for him by getting some good beers, getting some good food. But I have to tell you what a difference maker that is as a host because all of those things are super dope and nice, but it's an extension of when we were interviewing and I was going to compete and you were like, yo, tell me how that competition goes. And I don't normally have people ask that. And if they do, they don't mean it. They just go like, hey, tell me how it goes. And like half the time, I'm like, I'm not going to bother you. Like, no, I'm just going to be like, hey, man, thanks for doing the interview. I legitimately was like, hey, I tag you in this. Great, dude, how did the competition go? And I'm like, you know, there's 
you get a good feeling of how people are where it's not bullshit. And when you're asking those questions, it's not anything intended on being a bad marketing scheme. It's not you being like, I'm just doing this to be nice. It's legitimately just how you react to things. And it makes you as a host go like, you know what? I want to spend time with that dude. I want to roll with that dude and then grab pizza with him and then watch fights and be dope and do dope shit because that's not everybody. Dude, well, I appreciate it because uh, I mean, it is. I try to be real uh, as much as I, as much as I'm dipping my toe into the game of MMA and and jujitsu, and like sometimes a lot of things can be a facade and stuff. I don't want to lose that realness, and because I do care. Like it's yep. like, especially when I meet a new friend, I'm like, and you're about to compete. You do something I love. To, I'm trying to do for a living. I'm like, yo, that's sick. Like, <laughs> fucking, let me know how it goes. Like any anyone that knows me, and they're like, they're like, yeah, dude, I'm about to compete. I'll, I'll be like, dude, if I can make it, I'll try to be there. That's like, um, it's awesome. Like the day after my fight, uh, one of my guys was having a, one of my homies was having a point kickboxing tournament. Uh, like he just was having a match and those things can kind of go all day. And I was like, okay, like, let me know when I'm going to try to be there. Like later in the day, we had some plans and it ended up working where we could come and see him. And I just watched him beat the shit out of the dude. I was like, dude, I was so much, I was like, I felt so much happier kind of like watching him like do it so well. Cause I was like, Oh, he's just starting out and he's like, looks great. He's putting it all together and shit. So it's like, I, I care. I care about, so it's not like a, no, 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 it's a real thing. Yeah. And, and if I felt it was a facade, I would have been like, all right, I, you know, I won or I lost. All right. Thanks dude. Yeah. Peace. But, you know, as we're, we're shooting it back and forth, you're just like, dude, that's awesome. That's so cool. Oh, man. And then I think the worst thing that you were saying in the interview was you were like, hey, yeah, no, I mean, that's totally cool. We'll, we'll drill some wrestling. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how much that's going to work for me. <laughs> I think it's more beneficial for me to work my way out of shit with you. Because if we had gone to the option of just doing wrestling only during our rounds, I don't know that I'm coming up on top of those. But I do find more benefit on being like, ooh, I got a frame here. Ooh, I got to move here. Yeah. And then the moments where I could find my space out, I was like, great. He's going to be relentless on his pressure, which is essentially giving me a vibe of not competing against you, but the same kind of simulation of this is the pressure you need to be ready Absolutely, for. Absolutely, yeah. Like I, I definitely would use the same, same exact tactics like for that. Okay. We need to do something... Uh, here for a second because I am going to fill us back up and we'll probably put a close to this in a few minutes and then we'll go to this. So I have deduced that most people cannot see this, I think. Double check for you. You can double check on your side, but I feel very strongly that they are not she, able to see yeah, it. My wife said she said the live stream didn't come up yet. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know why it hasn't done that. Um, I do think that the streaming thing changed something recently. So it could potentially be that. I don't know. What I feel we'll do is we'll just reset it. But since we're doing the interview now, we're just going to do it time shifted. And that yeah. way we can fast forward through commercials. That's way easier. I think so. That's actually kind of how I prefer to watch the fight. Is that really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> part of me was like, oh, it's not going to be live, live. I hate that. But I also go, I would much rather spend time asking you about your fights in a way that's not like, oh, shit, did you see that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'd much rather do what we wanted to do for the interview and do that. So Perfect. a couple more questions on that. Uh, there was somebody walking outside of the gym right now. And the dude's just staring on the inside like, and I love when people do that because they go, no, people will beat the shit out of you. Abort. Don't do that here. Especially if you get some like the like crazy motherfuckers and like that do MMA and like jujitsu that are like, why'd you get mad at him? You're like, he looked at me wrong. And you're like, <laughs> man, fighting is the only thing you could do. Like, <laughs> you're lucky you're there. Yeah, I I always in the back of my mind think to myself, and we were just talking about a friend today, where I'm like, I'm glad he's on our side because <laughs> yeah. you you can't make assumptions when you walk into a gym. You don't know who knows what and who's good at what. So true. You look like a wonderfully reputable young man, but they don't know you just want to fight. Ah, that's the question I wanted to come back to. And we will do that. Um, if you want to finish what you had, as I ask you this question, watch how this happens, okay? I want you to see what's happening here, okay? Some, some high-quality pouring here. It's going to be high-quality pouring. <laughs> but you're going to notice, I'm asking you a question right now. You looked gassed at the end of that fight. I wanted to know exactly how gassed you were. Because I was looking at you and I wasn't worried, 
like, oh, he's not going to win. I was just like, my man's blown up right now. Yeah. So what happened that blew you up in your opinion? Um, you know, we were kind of grappling at a pretty high pace and, uh, I kind of didn't, I don't think I expected him to want to wrestle as much as he tried to there. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I don't think he got any of the better of the wrestling exchanges. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think a lot of a mixture of that, the adrenaline from kind of just like being kind of being in the cage and whatnot, um, like a little bit of that dump going on, but that was a high pace. We were, we were, we were definitely grappling pretty hard. And at the end of it, I was, I was definitely tired. Like you can kind of see, I was, I was like, all right, let's all right, focus on the breathing. We got a minute, yeah. let's get back to it. And then I was like coming out for that, for the second round. And I was like, hands are heavy. So let's just kind of stick on the jab and like, let's get a little bit on there. And when the right, he like walked right into my right hand and I was like, <laughs> Dude, that was the cleanest that punch has ever been landed. I just, the reason why I laughed is that, and the reason why I'm asking this, this is not a normal question I ask to people, especially when they're right in front of me. But the reason why I asked it is because I got really mad after you went from being super gassed to looking normal. Like (laughs) that one minute break was you being like, and I go, damn, my man's breathing hard. Okay. I mean, he's a tank. This should be fine. You came back in. (laughs) He's fine. (laughs) Holy shit, dude. Like credit to your team, your recovery. Thank you. But I just looked at that and I go, I wish I had that superpower. Most of the time when I'm tired, it's just like, bro, I think at one point today, I think when we were rolling, I think at one point you were, you had instructed me to try something from X guard Mm -hmm. and I was doing it. And you were like, yeah, if you do this, you get a sweep. And you're like, yeah, this is so good. I'm like, I'm rolling against you right now, sir. I don't, I don't want to celebrate because I haven't fully swept you yet. So, you know, like there's nothing really to celebrate. It's all theoretical. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, it's happening. And I go, but he's still up. The shit sucks, dude. And then as that happens, I like, we did it for maybe two minutes, maybe a minute 30. Maybe I'm even being generous. But at the end of it, I go, oh, my legs are spent. All right. I almost wanted to tell you verbally. All right, dude, do whatever you want. I'm going to take five minutes from here. You're going to be, you're going to have mount and I'm just going to let you do whatever you want. I'm just taking a five minute breather in this position. And that, if you're rolling with him, does not exist. So I'm just kind of like, I almost said it as a joke. And then I go, Nah, I was just gonna pour it on me more if you fucking say this. <laughs> like, oh, guys, <okay>, sick. <laughs> you're gonna be like, that's great. You're doing such a great job. No, dude, you're still in mount and it didn't work. So, all right. This is a local friend of the show. This is Tarantula Brewing. Tarantula Brewing. My apologies. Tarantula Brewing. It is liquid candy hazy IPA. I love these people. This is always a home run, sir. Hell please. Yeah. Uh, a cheers to you again. Welcome. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. This is always, always top notch for us. I was going to say, this is a good ass beer. This is like, you know, like if you ever look at positioning of beers, this is why it's the two spot. The two spot is one where you're like, all right, good start. Take it up a notch. Yeah. So uh, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. How much are alcohols in a in this hazy? Are you trying to trying to figure out how drunk you're getting? Or no. <laughs> yeah, right. Should I should I feel bad about? How uh, no, 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 no. This one is. Let me see here. I guess because like I want to know how you warm like how you warm it up like uh, yeah. getting into that. So the first one was five point seven, right? Uh-huh. This one is seven point five. Gotcha. So the nice part is, uh, especially when you're not doing the full can you kind of are getting like a good taste of it. So it's not nothing, but it's half the fucking Yeah, and I kind of like doing the half, that half beer, like kind of sharing it. Yeah, and that's the whole purpose of this segment. Like when you go and you get the taste samplers, it's maybe a little more of a fraction of this, but they're done uh, usually in those segments on those days a little bit more, um, how do I say it, Uh, rapidly. Like God, those like, oh beers God, tend to be a little bit more like go, go, go. Yeah. So that's part of what we, we end up uh, doing on that side. All right. I asked you about being blown up. I asked you about coming off of that. I asked you how it felt. 
I wanted to know what did you do to celebrate? Because I know the next day you went to go see the homie for the PKB. Yeah. Uh, but there seemed to be some time with the wife. And I was very excited to see you guys got into concert as well. Yeah. So what do you guys do as a as a team once you celebrate? So um it's pretty it's sometimes it's kind of funny, like uh we, we like had this tradition of like the other fights to like go get McDonald's like after the fight. And I, almost all the time it's like works out pretty well and we're like oh sick i like love mcdonald's that's about all i need this time i like ate mcdonald's i was like dude i'm getting old because i fucking feel like shit now. <laughs> i was like dude i cannot eat this this is terrible okay okay let's start with this what's the order at mcdonald's because this may inform how i tell you what happens oh yeah the the, the order process for this is i'm asking for it so i get a mcdouble mcchicken um French medium fries and it were uh, ten piece chicken nuggets with it, and uh, so do you know what that makes? What does that make? <laughs> so it's a sandwich called the McGangbang. <laughs> Where did you discover the McGangbang from, sir? So uh, well, honestly, <laughs> I grew up in Philadelphia, and like you could like go to like the th- you could go like late at night, and you'd be like, hey. Give me the McGangbang, and they will make the sandwich for you. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I don't. Okay, this is when you know regionally things may be different. Yeah. I've never asked for a McGangbang. And second of all, the fact that you can tell these people are being underpaid, this is the shit you get when you get these workers that are like, I don't know, man, order what you want. I want a McGangbang. I know what you want, sir. I'll get that right for you. Yeah. Like, Holy fuck, dude. Only stoners who are working for minimum wage will come up with this idea. <laughs> How long have you been getting the McGangbang for, sir? Dude, fucking 10 years now, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a this is a whole tradition that oh, you do post fight. We've been so me, yeah, we would get it and I'd be like, it's a it's awesome. Like ever since I would fight because I would be cutting, I'd be like, all right. Let's just get, kind of get McDonald's. That'd be usually like the only thing that's open that late at yes. night. So I'd be like, all right, because I'm hungry. Let's get something. And uh, yeah, so we started We started doing that like two and a half years ago, like after the fights, because that's when I started fighting. And um, we were like, oh, sick. This is going to be a sick tradition. And uh, now I'm like, I like was felt like shit all day Saturday. I was like Sunday. I'm like, dude, I'm just not used to eating this shit anymore. And uh, so I should ask this. Do you have all of the big gangbang yourself or is that split oh, between you and the wife? Myself, absolutely. And how is she participating in this? Because <laughs> I've seen her. She's not a big person. She, she's not getting that one. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's too much. First of all, her. was concerned. I don't <laughs> want your wife getting McGangbang, okay? <laughs> Second of all. You and me neither, bro. <laughs> And second of all, like, does she know that's the name that oh, it goes yeah. by? Uh-huh. She, and she's like, yes, of course. I want my husband to get the McGangbang as one does after a fight. She grew up in Hawaii and I'm trying, I gotta ask her. I can't remember if she knew about it before I introduced it. Um, but I'm pretty sure she knew it. And like, everyone kind of has like their own like style and how they do it. So like how I grew up with it, it would be like McChicken, McDouble, Fries in the middle and Big Mac sauce is kind of like how you make this fucking concoction. Okay, hold on, hold on. Now I have specifics. Because I guess the weird thing I'm thinking about is this shows the difference between pro athlete and host. The way you said it before you combined it all into one is I go, oh, that sounds like a regular order for me. (laughs) So I was like, I don't know what's special about this. And then you mentioned, oh no, it comes together like Voltron in the end. Yes. And you, so how many pieces of bread go into that? So it depends on your preference here. Like how hungry are you? If you want to add that, add the bun, the extra bun on it, awesome. But usually I'll take the top bun off of, let's say it's the McDouble and the bottom bun off of the McChicken. Okay. So that way I just only have one bun on each side there. And then go ahead, put the fries on one end. Or put the fries in the middle, put your sauce there. I like to use ketchup instead of Big Mac sauce, but that's just kind of my preference. And then right there, you got a McGangbang. You, you could easily put chicken nuggets in that thing if you wanted to do. You could do. Oh, whatever. the chicken nuggets are on the side. I ordered it on the side because I was a little fatty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that doesn't go in the McGangbang. No, that's generally just a side order. Okay, I, I thank love, God because I love the chicken nuggets. <laughs> I couldn't 
feasibly figure out how the nuggets aren't spilling out. <laughs> so I was like, where is that happening? Okay. You want to know something wild? When I get my orders, like I usually do because the value, you got to get your value. McDouble, no pickle. Fuck a pickle. Don't need it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't really want it. But do you also leave the pickle in when you order it or do you order it with no pickle? I leave it in and take it off. That's what I do yeah. because I just don't trust it. I yeah. There's some part of me that thinks, am I being a dick? For asking you to do something that's incredibly simple, and that's kind of where I am, and I'm because I know my wife will eat the pickle. So oh, she will. Okay, yeah, so she'll she'll eat the pickle. And and it won't go the way. Be honest with you, I'll eat a pickle outside of it. I just don't want it in the burger. I don't like pickles, so that's I, fine. I don't like the taste, but I'm with you. I feel you. I just feel separate the two. I don't need yeah. it. And high class people are always like, "You put the pickle in the middle," and I go, "No, no, no, I don't need that." Okay, <laughs> when I do get that order. It sounds very uh, similar, if you would, because what I do is <laughs> they make it cost effective to put those two together because it's usually a two for 349 or something yeah, like that. And I go, well, I'm already ordering one. The way I'm going to justify this is I'm not going to have the bread on one of them on the half. Of course. Because <laughs> that makes it healthier. Done. Figured that out. All right. So that's part one. Part two, the nuggets. I usually get six piece. Because cost effective. Nice. The 10 piece is where it starts to go a little bit up, but you got to order something else because it's also on the two. You need to get the meal with that if you're going to make it worthwhile. But the fries don't get eaten separately. They go into the sandwich. Well, you can't fit that many fries into the sandwich. But you put a couple yeah. placeholders? Yeah, I put, I put enough in there to just kind of yeah. like make it cr almost like if you're going to put like potato chips in like a sandwich. Sure. It would be like the sim, just more of a texture feel. But these now, you're saying these gourmet chefs over at McDonald's, <laughs> when you ask for it, they make that happen themselves. Well, some people know. Uh, it depends. Like, I think there was a time period where like people didn't know what the hell it was. And then, like, if you were coming in around like, you were like some like 16 year old kid coming in around like 12 a.m. and they were like, you're like, yo, give me the McGang, man. We know what it is. All right, fine. We got you. But I don't think most people know. I don't, it takes I, I don't a, ask for it now. <laughs> it takes a special 12 a.m. unit where they come in for the night shift like, hey, get out of here. You don't want to see this. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? It's like, you don't want to see the type of late night clientele we get here. It's a mix of everybody. Fighters, their wives, hooligans. People staring outside the window of you don't gyms. Know what they're gonna order. You don't want to see this, kid. It gets real dark out here. So that's why when you're telling me this, I go, Bobby. I don't care how much we geek out over the same jujitsu going forward. I've never understood a guest more than I have in this moment. <laughs> well, because the way you described it is, I was like. That's my order. I was going to say that what's funny is that you've gotten this thing and not known what it was, that it is a McGangbang for so long. <laughs> so you've been getting a McGangbang Can I, for how long now? Uh, dude, don't. You, like you said, it's when it's late <laughs> yeah. and there's nothing left over and you go, ah, like, I got to go. It's going to be under $10, but it's going to destroy my body from the inside. I'll take 10. <laughs> All right, give me four. The worst is if the wife sees me, she's like, you didn't give me anything? I was like, I'm not getting you this shit. It's too late. <laughs> I don't want to be eating this. So, okay, okay. I feel, I feel smarter now, having known this conversation, because most people would not be like, you know what we do to celebrate, Raph? We get McDonald's. And I was like, surprise, I would not have pictured that for you. And then you go, but not just any McDonald's. The McDonald's experience. Yeah. And I go, God damn. <laughs> now, here's the reason why you're feeling older. Okay. Because you work so hard on a fight, especially in those moments, as you get older, your body starts to have a, nah, dude, we didn't work that hard for this. Mm -hmm. Like your pro debut, people talk about the adrenaline. There's also adrenaline that happens when you leave. It's still... It's yeah. a drug. You still have it as you're going. You're like, we're going to live forever. We're going to party. Give me a gangbang. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, I didn't want to do this. This was the bad show. I, I did all that work. Yeah. So I think your, your palate is refining is what's happening. It, it really is. Like, uh, ever since I met my wife, I like used to be like a pretty picky eater. And then she kind of introduced me to just like eating kind of whatever. And I've been like, and I've been loving it. I've been loving it. So I get a taste of like food I haven't really eaten before. And then 
now I come back to like some of the old shit that I, like McDonald's and I'm like, dude, this is just not that good. Like, I can't believe, I can't believe most Americans are eating this shit. <laughs> like, I was like, this is terrible. My suggestion, just do the two for three forty nine. Get yes. your McChicken, get your McDouble. Because honestly, in a pinch, when I don't want to do it, and I want to say it's sometimes once every month or once every two yeah. months, I go to McDonald's and I go, that's what I'm getting. And I'm get, I'm like in yeah. and out. And maybe on a day I go, add some McNuggets into that. Yeah. Honestly, a day. I mean, like getting like just like the McNuggets, that's fine. That, that's perfect. And I, my, my wife is just more sensible when she goes in there. Like she's just like, I know what makes me feel bad. I know what I'm not going to go overboard here. And she gets what she wants and she feels fine. And then I, I'm doing, I'm like, dude, I haven't fucking eaten this in like months. Let me fucking get this. Let me get that. And then I like, she's like, you, I think you're like going a little too much. She's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, next day I'm like, oh, honey, I'm fucking, I'm sorry. I did it again. <laughs> and she's like, told you. <laughs> I'm glad that you get like a belligerent drunk. No, I'm not. You can't stop me. I'm doing what I want. Yeah. I, I'm going to live forever. The next yeah. day, cut to him just on the bed. Yes. Well, you know, it's funny. Like this, this time was the first time that had happened. Like, before, <laughs> like, I was be like, oh, yeah, party. Let's, this is fun. Let's keep going. And I found out post-fight ritual that I don't necessarily like going out like that mm -hmm. night because I'm pretty tired from like the whole day, yep. the adrenaline rush and everything. And generally I think like everyone wants to get super, like if you're like out drinking with people, they're like just touchy feely. And I was just in kill mode and like, I don't, I'm not in like the, I want to hug people mode quite yet. Whereas like the next day I can be like, yo, what's up? We can get, we can like, if we're drinking, we can like have fun. If someone like puts their arm around me, I'm not going to be like, Get the fuck away from me. Like, not that I would do anything, but like, it would just be like annoying at that point. Don't hug Bobby after fights. Well, if it immediately after the fight, yes, do it. And then, I don't like, think so. I think you literally laid it out. You're like, it's a 12 hour period. Don't touch me. <laughs> just, you know, acknowledge head, fist bump, at most, handshake. I'm a handshake hug. I can do, I'll always handshake hug. Especially yeah. if I win, I'm going to be like, I couldn't wipe that fucking smile off my face. You really couldn't. And it, it was great to look at. And I think that was what I was telling the guests that when I was watching uh, the fight um, and interviewing, I just go, you know what? He looks happy. And so when we were talking about off air, yeah. you know, I don't know that, you know, Dan or he knows you, but uh, he's a really good jujitsu competitor and he's been at ADCC a couple times. Sweetheart of a human being, Dan Martinez. Martinez. Uh, Daniel Martinez. He's won combat jiu-jitsu. He's won the ultimate Matt Warriors out here a couple times. Um, savage human being. Love him. But I just love the fact that I could tell him like, hey, I got a, I got a buddy fighting. And he's That's like, awesome. oh, I'm watching some fights too. And I'm like, great, good. But I just love that he shared that same thing where he's like, well, how do you finish him? And I was like, this jiu-jitsu guy knocks somebody out. Loser couldn't finish with his triangle. Well, how embarrassing, you know? And he's just like, dude, that's so sick. And I go, dude, I'm so happy for him, but he's happy. And it's it's hard to explain as somebody who uh, only recently got to know you, but you do have this sense of like, you no, know, you can feel other people's happiness where you go, yeah. oh, dude, look at him. And then your team's all super stoked for you, and there were great messages all around. So I saw all people giving you love. And, uh, it just, it's a good feeling. So it's great. It really is. And you know, like that's, you know, that's the, that's a, I think a drug that you just can't get enough of is just like that happiness right there. And like, I think a lot of people tie that happiness into the result of the fight. And I think that's a dangerous game you play right there. Like, cause you might not win all of your fights or it might not go as great as you had hoped, yeah. but the, the journey of like having the team, having the support there with you and like to be able to compete on a big show like that that's that's yeah. awesome in general so like making sure i i kind of like keep it into myself like that that winning feeling it, it is a fleeting feeling like you're you're if you're only after just the win for like the feeling of it it's you're you're gonna lose eventually yeah um so just kind of making sure like what actually makes you happy and like i'm doing what i love like th this is sick um i'm just like i'm living it and uh i'm I get to meet so many great people and also I get to compete against great people. Like if I lose against someone, it's cause they're, be they were better than me. 
Like it, it, that's really what it was. And that's the coolest thing to me. I'm always trying, I can always find that person that's like, can beat me. And that's super humbling. And I'm like, dude, this is this sport's sick. Like I fucking love it, dude. Like, and I, I mean, mean I, I hope I can always prove that I'm like the best guy, and I'm always gonna be improving. But you know, it's super. It's just cool. It's I, hopefully I humble people, and then I can get humbled as well too. Like, and it's it, you're always gonna make mistakes, but you got to know how to capitalize on learning from your mistakes and capitalize on their mistakes too. Yeah, you really should always be gunning to get those better reps and we talked about the rooms that you've been in and i have so much respect for so many of those guys they're friends of the show yeah and i just look at them and i think oh man i can only imagine how tough some of those rounds are but how beneficial they are to not just your jiu-jitsu game but now there's a more serious implication of when you're fighting of yeah. like yeah that jiu-jitsu's got to be a good base like yeah sure stand-up's gonna be money you got a knockout now that's going to be momentum. And yes, that's a drug to chase after that. But there are going to be fights that you're going to have in the future where you know you got to really rely on that bread and butter when you need it. Yeah. Like re realizing that, like, yo, this hand's not just going to drop everyone. Or like, I'm not just going to be able to just take everyone down and hold them down and choke them at all times. Yep. Like, it's going to, there's a lot of different puzzles out there that you're going to have to work. And it's like, like you said, like training with the guys I train with, it's, it's just awesome to to kind of keep learning and like having the coaches I have and like realize like there's just there's always so much more like I I don't know how you could get bored with this like yeah. like even if you're not competing at a high level like competing to be a professional fighter just to like do this to learn it like I do it like twice a week dude you could literally learn this for the entire like rest of your life and you'll be like oh sick I'm happy every day absolutely well here's a good place to cut it for. What will go up originally, it was supposed to just be a fight companion, but it <laughs> turned into our actual interview. And I'm glad we were able to do that. I always like to give you an opportunity to shout out sponsors. I'm going to let you do that over. That's your camera right there, sir. So, shout out family members, teams, uh, sponsors, all that good jazz right over here, sir. Cool. Awesome. Family members, obviously, my wife. Like, I, the most, I think, underrated thing, like, I can always just say I love her and everything, but she, she really is the rock for, for me with all this. How, dealing with my crazy ass and dealing with my crazy schedule and I'm always training and she just puts up with it and, and really helps me out. So just huge props to her. Um, I just can't thank, I can't even thank her enough. And then, um, shout out to my coaches, uh, everyone at the arena, shout out to Vince Salvador, uh, Chuck Martinez and Liz Carmouche were all in my corner that time. Uh, shout out to Anthony Roscoe and Alex Trinidad, uh, Adam Bradley Mike Perez, everyone had really helped out with this camp. Uh, as far as sponsors, uh, Freebird Coffee, that's my, that's my buddy's coffee company. Um, and Guam Nutrition, uh, I've been working with him for two years. I, he's, his support has always been great. And, you know, he, he, he really doesn't ask for really anything from me. And I'm like, just let, I want to help him as much as I can. And he's just, he's just so nice. So, you ever want to work with someone who's really just a good human being and like knows what they're talking about with nutrition for fighting, go to that guy, hit me up, uh, and I'll point you in the right direction. Defense strategy groups. Um, one of, one of the guys I used to work with, uh, really just helped me out with this camp and, uh, just offering a sponsorship for me, which has been just so helpful with me and my coaches. Um, Oh my gosh, uh, Cyan Body Works, they gave me a massage at the, at the, after, so that's what we did the day after. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay, because I got to be honest with you, uh, I still, after doing all my, my business dealings off the side, I was like, I need to schedule a massage on Monday or, so, or Tuesday, yes. so I'm like, oh, okay, great, good to know. Yeah, they, they were one of the sponsors for me, so they, they ended up giving me a massage, me and my wife a massage, which was awesome, dope, because she deserves it. She, she goes through this camp with me, so it's pretty awesome. Um, shout out to everyone again at the arena, at Legion, uh, fucking all the guys I train with, so I, I can't even thank everyone enough. Um, oh my God, let me make sure. I the arena? The arena. Yes, the backroom boys right here. Um, what is that even? I'm so sorry. Oh, I yeah. have to ask. This, what, what is this? All right, so the backroom boys. I'll show you the back, too. Okay. Can you see that one? I think you can't. Uh, hold on. Let me see. Okay. That's a better shot. Yes. Backroom boys, make them miss, make them pay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in at the arena, we train in the back room. Mm. So we just call ourselves the backroom boys. And uh, the saying is just like, 
we're good enough to make you miss and then we'll make them pay for it. So like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, legitimately, when I saw you wear that, I was like, I don't know what that is. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it during the interview. Yeah, this is the, this is the MMA team's uh, thing. So my coach Vince had them all made and That's stuff. Awesome. So, so that was, that was super cool. <laughs> um, oh, I'd like to shout out Born Primitive is a new sponsor um, through, for all of our apparel gears. So the upcoming fights you guys will see, I'll be in Born Primitive clothing. Um, and I'll have a code for you guys to shop if you guys want to use it too. Sick. So, um, and dude, Austin, like shout out to you, man. Oh, no. Thanks. I appreciate everything you've been doing for us. And Donna, again, if I'm forgetting anyone, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think there was some penance. I saw some hashtags. Yeah. Sorry, Donna. Yeah. I, I, I saw that happen. But uh, all the people who love you, I know they, they have good reason to. And, you know, we're still going to watch fights, but I did want to say this very clearly in your interview portion, which was happy for you, stoked for you, but uh, incredibly humbled that you would come and, and make a, a day of it and really like immerse yourself in this world, which is, all right, when I do these, I like to train, I like to drink, I like to eat, I like to watch fights, and then I like to geek out over techniques. And we're going to do that in a second, so yeah. uh, we'll do that coming up, but... I can't thank you enough for making the trip, dude. You're a fucking gent. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, man. Likewise to you as well. Well, all right. Let me close this portion up and then we'll beer up. We'll water up as well. And uh, uh, I just want to say this. So over to my camera over this way. Hey, thank you guys so much for watching. Didn't expect this to be the episode, but it is what it is. So here's what you can do. If you want to support the show, go on over to hi.page backslash grappling hour. If you do that, five bucks a month to see these interviews 30 days before anybody else. What does that mean? It means that you get to see information, stories, fun nonsense, 30 days before everybody else. And more importantly, you're supporting the show, which supports me. And if you pay a few extra dollars, you could see technique breakdowns, like a tape study. Eh? Or you can see other things like some of my rolling footage. You can see extra bonus content that is available only there. So we do extra episodes pertaining to steroids, uh, athletes who other athletes respected the most, who they've competed or fought against, and much, much more. So you definitely want to get in on either of those tiers. It means the world to me. Uh, also, get involved in our Discord and our YouTube. Like, share, comment, all that good jazz. You can tell me right now if you have ever heard of the McDonald's gangbang or the McGangbang, if you would. Because... If you have, and I just, you know, I might've heard of it now that I keep saying it out loud, I might've heard of it, but then blocked it out after becoming an adult. Because I think what happens is I think when you reach a certain age, they're like, sir, you're not allowed to say that. And I go, yeah, I'm pretty old. You're like, yeah, that's just wrong. <laughs> it's just like when they carded me for these beers, I was looking at them like, what are we doing, dude? Hey, that's a I'm, compliment, huh? No, it's not. <laughs> this dude literally, you know what the worst part is? He did this out loud where he goes, what year is it? And I go, bro, we, I showed you the ID. <laughs> You're like, hey, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Look at this thing. <laughs> Just like Masters 3. That's the division I'm in, bro. And he's like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, sounds like a you problem. <laughs> anyway, uh, my appreciation to you guys for tuning in. Keep it locked here for more. It's been a great day for grappling. We'll see you back at the mats. Hell yes.